everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. In this Back to Basics episode, we go a little deeper into leadership. So why do we study it? Where does it come from? And well, humans have been fascinated with power and those who yield it since, well, we have existed. But when it comes to IO psychologists, leadership is a stand-in for positive qualities, behaviors, and knowledge, which breeds more positive consequences in the organization or community you're observing. Whichever branch of biopsychology you work in or look at, we often select, train, and promote individuals who can rise to the challenge and support organizational growth. They inform our research into motivation, they alter group dynamics, they exemplify organizational citizenship, and more. The specific ways we conceptualize leadership have changed over time with more and more information becoming available to us and society changing. As Susie said, we've always lacked power. There's always been leaders. Before there was IO psychology, we had historians and we had what is generally called the trait approach or great man theories. The idea was that leaders are born not made. They just have leadership innately. And historians would write their biographies. We're talking about your Alexander the Great, Caesar, Napoleon. We would go off of those biographies and studying their lives, studying their values and trying to figure out how to emulate them. You might notice this is not the most scientific approach. And conveniently, The great men were always coming from nobility, military training, excellent education opportunities, well above the average men for their time. I'm just saying, we don't hear as many stories about leader peasants or illiterate leaders unless they're the one odd one out. And notice how it's always great men I just would like to point out there was Cleopatra too. There were more and more examples of great people. But again, that was just the beginning. It was not until the 1950s that we saw new, more systematic approaches coming out of U.S. universities. After World War II, the U.S. workforce was rebuilding itself and many other countries through the Marshall Plan and getting ready for an intense period of growth. It makes sense that we would look to the future and try to determine how to create leaders in the workplace and outside of it. This is when the power approach and the behavior approach first started. The power approach starts from the simple assumption that leaders are those who have power and authority. Straightforward enough. So the next logical question is, well... What is power? Through several studies, French and Raven got to suggesting that there are actually five major forms of power besides formal authority. Reward power and coercive power. The leader can dish out punishments and rewards or compensation. In legitimate power, the leader has the right to influence followers. An example would be religious leaders. They're divinely chosen monarchies. They were just 
Again, born into it. Then there's referent power, also called the power of example. This is where the subordinates desire to be like the leader and, and identify with the leader. And finally, expert power. The knowledge or expertise a supervisor has. For example, healers, doctors, our elders. Around the same time, the University of Ohio researchers were looking into a behavior approach. They collected observations of what managers, supervisors, and team leads did across different jobs and industries, created a survey based on it, and came to the conclusion that leaders' behaviors fell into two major dimensions, consideration and initiating structure. In consideration behaviors, they would be showing mutual trust and respect. With initiating structure, on the other hand, is means that any behavior where the supervisor organizes and directs group activities. Unfortunately, the Ohio studies, they weren't replicable over time. At the same time, in the mid to late 50s, other studies were being conducted over at the University of Michigan. Likert, name should ring some bells uh, for our statistics friends, researched the difference between job-centered leadership behaviors and employee-centered leadership behaviors. At the same time, same institution, Blake and Mountain made a similar distinction between concern for production and concern for people. The distinctions between task-related and relationship-related behaviors has been a cornerstone of following research into leadership and still informs most modern leadership theories, standing the test of time and the tests of statistics in predicting workplace behaviors and outcomes. Researchers never quite identified the 10-20x amount of behaviors or a universal set of leader behaviors that would result in the Uber leader being effective across all scenarios, unfortunately. So as we can see, leadership studies got more and more complex. Fiddler is regarded as the first to run a comprehensive study looking at leadership from the contingency approach, basically acknowledging that there are elements of trade, power, and behavior approaches which all contribute to one's effectiveness in leadership but interact with each other. So all in all, contingency approach is reading the situation to determine which behaviors would be most appropriate. In conclusion, are leaders born? Are they empowered to lead or are they trained to lead? Well, statistically, yes. And it depends on a thousand of other factors. But with this episode, you hopefully have a surface level dusting of how we've become to think about leadership and the basics on which more modern theories are based. And hopefully you're curious to learn more. Let us know which modern theories of leadership you know, you like, you identify with, or you think resonate with you. Who knows? We might talk about them in a future Back to Basics. Slide into our DMs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bias Check In Podcast and send us an email to info at biascheckin.com. Or if you prefer, leave us a voice memo on anchor.fm. With that, have a good week. Mm-hmm.
See you in the next one. Bye.